Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Fernando. Hola, Ben. All right. And Travis Irvine. Hola, Ben. Fantastic. Travis, a little different when you do it. Well, today's, today we have a special episode for you. Jim Jordan, he's a real schmuck. Ugh. He's running once again for Ohio's 4th District to be their representative. However, there is a woman running against him. She's a Democrat. Her name mm-hmm. is Tammy Wilson. Today's episode will be a conversation with Tammy. I want to thank you, Travis, for putting us in touch uh, with Tammy Wilson. Mm-hmm. Go to TammyWilson.com. Find uh, some of her policies there and get a little background. And I think this interview or this conversation, uh, it really sheds a light on who she is as a person mm-hmm. and hopefully gives people a little bit more insight in uh, Ohio's 4th District that there is another option other than Jim Jordan, mm-hmm. a man mm-hmm. who is grifting like we've never seen before in political life. So, Travis, what was it about Miss um, Wilson that got your attention in the first place? Oh, just that she was one of these people like we try to inspire all the time that she was just had enough and she threw her hat in the ring and mm-hmm. decided to run for office. And, you know. It's not necessarily a local office or a state office, but it is an office that is winnable when it comes to congressional districts, right? Those are counties. Those are places that everyday people can run. And like our conversation with David Pepper, mm-hmm. um, it's important to give these people opponents. And, and we touch on that in this interview with Tammy. Yeah. She's stepping up against a guy, Jim Jordan, who often has no one to run against. So that's why I was just, when I, as Ugh. soon as I met Tammy, uh, I was so proud of her. And uh, I just wanted to make sure we got her on at some point because she yeah. is a true underdog. It is a Tammy versus Goliath story. And mm-hmm. I honestly think she can do this. All right. Well, let's just hop into the conversation with Tammy Wilson. All right, everyone, now it is time for our interview with Tammy Wilson. She is running for the House of Representatives in Ohio's 4th District, looking to defeat Jim Jordan. Thank you so much for being on the show, (laughs) Tammy Wilson. How are you doing? How is the campaign going? And tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, I just I'm so glad to be on the show. Thank you guys so much for um, letting me come on and spread my message of that we really need um, democracy and honesty in our country and in our mm-hmm. government. Yes. Um, I am really excited about this race. You know, I first got into it. I thought I was running against Troy Balderson. And then in November, they cut me into Jim Jordan's district. And wow. so at first I was like, whoa. and i was like okay let's go and so i've been going ever since um luckily uh so they cut me in november and then i had my primary they didn't secure or finalize the maps till march so they cut in all these other um counties at the last minute and so i like but Ashland was new. I think Richland was new. So we got all these new counties added to the district. And so, I mean, I only had like less than like 30 days basically to campaign to these people that I hadn't even talked to or anything. But um, my opponent, Jeff Seitz, he raised a million dollars. He had a team yeah. of experts. He had over 60 volunteers. He wrapped the bus and um, I beat him with less than $5,000. And I'm just Ooh, really, wow. anything, at least I'm proud of that. 
Well, mm-hmm. absolutely. And of course, they mention or many um, people in the political sphere mention how one runs their campaign is indicative of how one would run uh, the district mm. in which uh, they are campaigning for. So with $5,000 to be able to secure the nomination, I mean, that is a credit to you. That must That's a credit to ingenuity. That's a credit uh, to you uh, hitting the ground and knocking on doors and talking to the people. When it comes to Ohio's 4th District, what are you hearing? What do the people want? Because Jim Jordan... And I don't want to focus. He doesn't do anything. And I don't (laughs) want to focus too much on him. I want to get to know you because uh, that's what's so important here. Um, What are people telling you? They're really tired of um, taking their phone calls. He doesn't talk to them. He doesn't meet with them. People will go all the way to D.C., have a meeting with him, and he will duck out the back door. I mean, I've heard this over and over and over. It's so horrible. What a coward. People are spending the money and time, time off work to go to D.C. to meet with this guy, and he ducks out the back door. I mean, how awful. But that just shows his character. I mean, he is just a person of low moral character. It's across the board. Um, You know, he was involved in the OSU sexual abuse scandal. Yes. People don't know everything that I know. And if they knew everything that I knew, they would just be just as disgusted as I am. It is so sad, everything that happened to those students. And it wasn't just the wrestling students, but I have gotten to know a lot of the wrestling students. Yeah. And um, I mean, these grown men, they will call me crying on the phone. And I mean, they're mm-hmm. well in their 50s and, you know, they're still traumatized. It's, right. it's really terrible. And it's a Me Too situation that people just kind of discounted. But these here are students that they got a scholarship to go to the Ohio State University and play for OSU and whatever sport that they're in because he didn't just target wrestlers. He hit over 2,000 students with his sexual abuse. So there are athletes across the board that he violated sexually. But with these students, you know, some of them are there on scholarships. So here they are. This man is fondling them and penetrating them and you know, rubbing his erect penis on their leg, just all kinds of crazy stuff. And they don't know what to do. They're frozen. They're in shock. They're freaked out, embarrassed. I mean, just a wave of emotions, but their scholarship is in this guy's hands. So here he is. He has the power to say if they can play or not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And who was that man, Tammy? Yeah. Just to clarify, that is uh, the OSU athletic a doctor, Dr. Richard Strauss, and, and Jim okay. Jordan was an assistant coach on the wrestling team at that time. Like many OSU administrators mm-hmm. and coaches, they were told about the abuse by Dr. Richard Strauss. And Tammy's absolutely right. It was athletes across the board. It was, mm. I think, over 14, 15, even 1,600 different athletes and cases. And so, again, wow. to Jim Jordan's character, he's been involved with covering up abuse like this since well, day one. So. It's even worse. He helped recruit them. He promised their parents that he would take care of them and promised the kids he would look out for them. These kids, they revered him because he was well known for being such a good wrestler. And he just fed them to the sexual predator. And then there's things that he did himself that are just very unthinkable. Well, of course, it it reminds me of the Larry Nassar situation. It is exactly like this. Now, Larry Nassar was buddies with Richard Strauss. Larry Nassar was trained by Dr. Anderson, who was at um, the University of Michigan. So Dr. Anderson trained Nassar and they were all friends. So years ago, I just love to learn. And so I went through the Veritas training through the Catholic Church. And the Veritas training is how to spot predators, sexual predators with children and stuff. Uh And um, in there, I learned that these predators, it's like birds of a feather flock together. They feed each other pictures, they give each other advice. And and so these three universities, colleges, they're not the only ones out there. And so part of the problem is, and what I'm advocating for I'm really advocating to stop or at least reduce as much as possible all abuse. And so that's where this um, the OSU scandal is just so important to me. I'm a boy mom. My son plays sports. If someone knew that he was being sexually violated and they didn't do anything to stop it, I would just be 
mm. beside myself. I'd probably Absolutely. be in jail. I always joke. I'm like, I would be in jail. <laughs> and, um, well, I don't think you'll find a jury to convict you because people are sick of it. They're fed up and it's yeah, been institutionalized for it. far too long. And enablers yeah. like Jim Jordan yes. are That's the reason why it continues yes. to occur on a, such a regular basis on purpose. These things Look don't occur Gates. on accident. Absolutely. Matt Gates, a human trafficker, is still in Congress. How is that even possible? I mean, right. What is going on with our country right now? I mean, it's very concerning. Do you find that's resonating? And I want to hear a little bit more again about your platform, your thoughts. But with Jim Jordan and this scandal, what was his exact role? And is that resonating with the people of Ohio's 4th District? Are they seeing it, connecting the dots and saying, wow, this man actually was one of the reasons that people got abused? Because I'm with you. I don't see how anybody could sit there and see abuse occurring and not immediately Mm -hmm. freak out. Act. Act. Immediately act. This isn't, I mean, at the end of the day, we're talking about freaking college sports here. It's not the big, it doesn't even matter what it is. Right. If abuse is happening like that, act that shows character. So what was his exact role? And is that resonating with the people of Ohio's fourth? Here's the thing. He's never been held accountable. None of the other candidates before me have wanted to call him on the carpet like I am. So that's one thing. Mm. No one ever wanted to go there. I want to go there. I am sick of all the abuse. And what you said is exactly the problem. We have too many legislators that don't address it. And I think part of the problem might be their own personal sin with abuse. I don't really know. You know, but if you think of the Me Too movement, if you think of um, domestic abuse, um, there's so much, you know what I mean? There's so many things. And these are the reasons why I'm running for office. We need more women in office mm-hmm. because not enough is being done to change all of these situations. And so, you know, people like me are like, no, it's time to do something, get it done. Right. Um, but it does resonate with people once they hear it. A lot of people don't even know that it happened. Some people don't even know that he is their representative now. So Mm. I am like, please send me money. And it pisses me off when I have experts on the news say, oh, the fourth district is a lost cause. Go donate to some other campaign. It's like, don't tell people not to donate to my campaign. How dare you? You know, I'm working 20 hours a week, seven days a week. Help my campaign. I can beat this guy. Um, over 53% of the district is new to Jim Jordan. 25% of that vote comes from Delaware County, where I live. Mm-hmm. People don't like him. He's an embarrassment to Ohio. Yes. They do not like the sex. The people that know about it um, don't like his involvement in the sexual abuse or January 6th. Um, mm. So I'm hearing a lot on the ground. Out of 100 people, I would get one supporter. Wow. That is the statistics. And people don't understand that on the news, you know, on their, uh, what's that called? Monday court armchair quarterback or whatever, yeah. you know, Monday morning quarterback. That's, yeah. Monday morning. Yeah, quarterback, so I guess yeah. what would it be? Monday morning, um, Washington. I don't know. Predator supporter. Uh, <laughs> Tammy, you can go to Tammy Wilson.com. If you'd like to support, uh, Tammy Wilson, when it comes to January 6th, there's just so much. Um, Jim Jordan, his pathetic, uh, just his, his about face, his two faced mm. answers in his support bad of line, Trump, just his bad line. line about, did you talk to Trump on January 6th? Did you talk to Trump? The man, it's unbelievable. He was able to cover up anything because he lies uh, like a <laughs> child that has a bunch of chocolate cake on his face, trying to say he didn't have any sugar that day. Oh my so, God, you're so funny. <laughs> when it comes to January 6th, uh, is that playing well uh, as far as the people of Ohio's fourth? Do they see that and, and recognize what a absolute colossal disaster that was for our democracy and what a role he played in it? And there's just no way that he should be representing anybody in any state in this country. Yeah. So he, along with other people, really belong in jail. And my concern is if we don't bring the hammer down, it is going to get worse. And, you know, this is how it is with abusers. You can't say, oh, please don't hit me and they'll stop. It doesn't work that way, you know? And so I really hope that, um, you know, the DOJ really 
brings the hammer down and put these people in their place and behind bars like they should be. Um, yes, there are a lot of people, you know, I was in a small um, town in one of the um, smaller counties um, for a business meeting. Afterwards, I went for breakfast in this little dive restaurant and I saw an older gentleman sitting by himself and I said, you know, well, can I buy you breakfast? I would love to just sit and talk with you and get to know you. I'm running for Congress. I want to know what's important to you. So mm-hmm. we sat down and the first thing out of his mouth, oh, I feel bad for Mr. Trump. They're really beating up on him. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> I understand. But right. I sat there, I listened to him. And, you know, at the end of the day, they found common ground. I'm a very mm-hmm. moderate candidate. Um, I am really trying to play it smart and cater to, not cater, but just be real with people. Yeah. You know, I'm a no bullshit person. That yeah. is just my personality. Um, I like to get things done. I really care about people and I mean mm-hmm. all people. And so, but we sat there and we talked and, you know, at the end of the breakfast, he told me he would give me his vote. Total hardcore Republican. Right. And he bought the breakfast. And I was like, <laughs> nice. I'm doing pretty good, you know, and it's here it is, small town Ohio, you know. And so, but yeah. that's the thing. If if I get out there and talk with people, if I can spread my message, people know that I really care, that I'm sincere, that I'm not some lefty crazy liberal that wants to take their guns and whatever crazy crap they say all the time. But um you know, I'm just about common sense solutions to yeah. helping everyone live the American dream. You know, what, that's yeah. What were some of the motivations that got you involved in this race? Um, I'm biracial and um, watching George Floyd die on TV like that, it really disturbed oh, me. Yeah. And um, COVID. Well, let me back up. Trump's presidency was like, I was like, whoa, what is going what on? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And and then um, COVID hit and I have been a life and business coach for 20 years. And in 2019, I got the wild idea to start something new. And so I started a new business and it was super fun. Well, then I had to shut it down. I lost all this money and right. I didn't qualify for any of the, um, you know, government assistance yeah, or the loans PPE or loans. anything. Well, you're not Nothing. a volleyball, you're not a volleyball gym in, uh, in Mississippi <laughs> yeah. and Brett Favre wasn't able to help you out. Right. Right. So I, it's just me. I'm a one girl show. I'm a single mom. And I'm like, Oh my God, if they can't help me, a small business owner and right. a single mom, what the hell is going on in DC? And yeah. I thought, you know, this is the problem. It might look good on paper to them. But I don't think they really realize how it actually affects the everyday American. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and then January 6th happened and I was like, Oh my, I mean, I cried that day. It yeah. was a horrible day. It was, and, you know, I spoke with some of my friends and they're, they're Trump supporters. I know some QAnon supporters. And I said, doesn't January 6th bother you? They're like, that didn't happen. I was like, Oh my yes, God. Right. Did. They're like, how do you know it happened? I'm like, I was watching it in real time. But I mean, <laughs> right. this is the problem. There is so much mis- and disinformation out there that I want to get a hold of that. I want to make change about that. We need our media laws to reflect fairness again, mm-hmm. like they used to before they overturned the laws back in the 80s. So there's so much that comes up. I'm like, why haven't they done this? Why isn't it required that someone take a psyche vow before they become president of the United States? <laughs> right. You need a psyche vow to take go work at Chase Bank or Wendy's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we were discussing this on on a recent episode, actually last episode. Seventy five percent of Americans think there needs to be an age cap on yeah. people who can hold office. I sort of compromised and said term limits uh, because lifetime appointments, which is basically what a Senate seat is these days Mm -hmm. or a house seat. I mean, getting something overturned or having an incumbent lose is so rare. And obviously with the Supreme court, you die on the bench for the most part. Yeah. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You represent America, a single mother, a business owner, and the fact that the government turned their back on you when you needed it the most is these large corporations took all of the PPE loans. They took everything and they didn't give it to any of their employees. People like you are the ones that understand the blowback of BS legislation that is just written on a political whim by these corporations. What would be. Yeah. What would be something you would do day one House of Representatives? What would be I mean, obviously, you only have so much power, but what would be a focus? What would be something that you would say, let's get this. Let's let's start this ball rolling so we can start helping out the people who need it most. Wow. I'm already working on three bills, which are three more than Jim Jordan's ever introduced in his <laughs> fifteen years. It reminds me of it. There was a great man on the moon, fantastic Jim Carrey. Uh, he played Andy Kaufman. And uh, Danny DeVito was playing his manager. And Andy Kaufman had just done a set where he just totally bombed, right? And then Bob Shapiro, that's who David, uh, that's who Danny DeVito was playing, says, you're like a child who comes in with a report card that says, look, mom, I got an F. And you're proud of it. And Jim Jordan's entire so resume is like, himself. I failed. Look at me. I'm a small, I'm small government. It's like, no, you could actually pass legislation to limit the size of government. Just he doesn't do anything, apparently, other than protect abusers and people, uh, whether it be at OSU or the White House. So what would be something that you focus on day one? Oh my gosh. That's a really good question. I have like 15 things I want to do on day one. So I don't know how to narrow it down to one. Oh my God. Um, oh my gosh. Tell us about those three bills. Yeah. The three bills. Okay. Well, immigration is one of the bills that I'm working on. Um, um, there was a bill that they had where it would allow people to come in and work in the U.S. And um, if they had family here, but now they're deporting them. So that is something that is important. Some of my farmers, um, you know, they've lost some of their workers um, mm. because of the the laws that they've changed. So allowing immigrants to come in and work for, you know, um, I think is really important because there's some jobs. I mean, look at it right now. Everyone's like dying for employees. There's some jobs that, you know, Bush even said it. There's some jobs that Americans don't want to do. And so um, making that legal again, I think is important. Um, I'm also writing my own police reform bill. I call it support the police. Um, I think uh, wording and messaging is extremely important. I agree. So, Part of that. Um, so when George Floyd, when I watched that happen, oh, my God, it still shakes me to my core when I just think about it. It's and um, I knew that wasn't the only place it was happening. So I yes. did my research and I thought, well, I know it's got to be happening in Ohio. So I actually enlisted. I enrolled in the uh, citizen Delaware Citizens Police Academy. So I went through their program because I wanted to informed before I passed judgment, right? And mm-hmm. so um, I did that and I sought out all of these families who lost loved ones from police brutality. And so I learned so much. Yeah. What were some of the things you learned when speaking to these families? So one thing I learned from the training is how much training they don't get. Yeah. So like mm. just with um, uh, traffic stops, I mean, they get less than like eight hours, I think, of training. What? Yes, I'm not, I'm not kidding. Isn't that crazy? Oh, this is God. the stuff I'm talking about. When one guy, if he was to kill someone or do something to get in trouble, all he has to do is quit that department and go work at another department. And mm. the police chief cannot do a background check on him. Did you know that? Did not know that. I did not know that either. And I'm thinking to myself, if you go work at Walmart and get fired or yeah. what, someone's going to do a background check if you go right. work at Myers. I mean, you know, I'm being very basic and facetious about it, but I want it to be known. People don't know things like that, you know? And so. So get rid of, get rid of some of the red tape that creates the thin blue line, the, the, the wall of protection. There is no reason why people who have the 
ability to strip us of our constitutional rights should have less training than someone who works at Wendy's when it comes to figuring out how to make the chili. Because I worked at Wendy's and it's right. a two day process to right. figure that out. <laughs> it is such a important part of our society. And that's yeah. one of the areas where I think we're falling apart is because people don't trust our institutions and they yeah. don't trust our institutions mm. because the people who are the face of said institutions, like law enforcement officers who are on patrol, don't have enough education and training to do the job well. Right. And I'm sure, you know, and, and I would assume, to be honest with you as well, if you are a law enforcement officer, I would say, can we have another day to learn about this? Like, it's actually yeah. a disservice to them as well. It is. That is my point. Because at the end of the day, I want them to go home safe. And I want the people they serve to go home safe. Everyone wants to go home safe. Yes. Everybody. And so the other part of the... Um, so from my research, what I learned from the families is that the guys that go around killing people, they have a rap sheet. So they uh. so they have like um, all of these community external complaints against them. And then they have internal complaints against them. Mm. But there's no tracking. And so there are just certain things. I agree that our state should have, you know the say in certain things when it comes to how the state is run or whatever. But some things are just basic. And law enforcement, I think, is basic. I think that every officer should get the best training possible so they mm -hmm. can be effective. Look at the Evolve um, school oh, shooting, God. for God's sake. They just sat there and listened to those kids get murdered. I mean, oh. what the hell? You know, so, um, yeah. but anyway, so the one thing in my bill is to have tracking because they have the capability in some um, departments, some states, some counties do that, but it's not a mandatory thing. And it should be because yes. they don't get out of the um, academy and go and start killing people. It doesn't work that way. It is a gradual evolution of a process. Mm. And so to me, if we can track that, if we can track those complaints, we can track that behavior, we can identify when that officer is in trouble. They must be, mm. you know, experiencing um, PTSD, PTSD at yeah. work or some type of mental thing or something that they really need help with in order to be a more effective police officer. I have police officers that I went to school with. I'm not against yeah. the police. I support the police. I want everyone to be safe. And yeah. so that's why I say my call, my bill, support the police bill. And I, and I like the messaging in many ways because, again, many officers, we've got a lot of DMs and emails. They were not, they uh, are understanding of what the visuals are when it comes to a Derek Chauvin. I mean, oh. this is just goes on and on. The, the list is so mm -hmm. long. Right, right. And law enforcement, it also puts their lives at risk because yeah. the good law enforcement officers, yeah. you know, turn a punch bowl. And it really is amazing yes. how, you know, yes. it's like if you're having a great conversation with 10 people and one person shows up, they can ruin it. Right. And it really <laughs> seems like there's 10 good officers or if there's 10 good officers, all it takes is one. And one. then everyone's everyone's painted with the same brush. That's the problem with our um, society right now. And they're being highlighted. All the bad ones are being highlighted so much. And it's causing more strife and division in our communities and more um, division in our from our police officers with the community. That's a problem. With the legislation, the bill, speaking with the family members, uh, tracking, which I think is so important. Mm -hmm. I mean, every, yes. every aspect of our life is tracked. Except for guns and now apparently police officer uh, violations. <laughs> going, I didn't know that. And going back to what we were discussing, with OSU, systemic right. issues. That's right. the yes, problem this is, what I'm is, talking about. is exactly. the systemic issues. So you have someone yeah. like Jim Jordan again who rolls up his sleeves to do nothing. Nothing. Why are his <laughs> sleeves rolled up? He doesn't wear a jacket. Well, it's yeah. not. It, what is, it doesn't mean you're working. It's like right. a, a kid who is pretending to be sick and goes and has his uh, thermometer or has the, the hot water. Yeah, yeah. Has the hot water. Be like, oh, I'm real <laughs> sick, mom. He's just pretending he's cosplaying politician and not I've doing jack that. squat when it comes to the systemic issues. And that's something I think this bill is attempting to clear up. Right. So I want to ask a little bit about the the, the language and how how the support, if that has helped with police support. Because when you say defund the police, we see their face and they get, you know, they we get eye rolls, we get frowny faces. How about support the police? Are are they are they getting it? Is the message coming across because the, you change the language? Is it helping? 
No, because people don't know about my bill. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is part of the problem. And, you know, and in your I conversations that, with them is the is your language helping? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And when I meet, I mean, I'm a very personal person. When people meet me, they like me, except for those real major, you know, jerks, you know, but, um, you know, and I get my picture taken with the police all the time. They're very happy to take their picture. I tell them right away. I support the police and, um, you know, they're open, but that is part of the problem is that, um, there's just so much division. So in terms of the, uh, community supports my bill, you know, whenever I get a chance to talk right. about it, the thing is, is that, and I'm very cognizant and I'm very, um, you know, just consciously aware I have to represent my district. So I need to, mm -hmm. um, cater to what is important to those people. I have things that are important to me, but I know that it's my job to represent them and do, you know, um, a good job for them and things that are important to them. And so, um, on the campaign trail, Travis, you know, you do a lot of listening yeah. and it is letting people know that you care, that you you're listening. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, we can create joint solutions together because mm -hmm. I am a uh, proponent that I know that, you know, your problem better than I do, which means you probably have a solution that I couldn't have thought of. Mm -hmm. So I would like to work with you for us to create a win-win situation um, a solution and, and move forward. Um, so well, it, it sounds like you're taking the term representative literally, fair, literally. <laughs> and that's exactly what uh, the point Imagine is. That. <laughs> exactly. So you mentioned immigration, police reform, tracking. I think that's a fantastic idea. What was the third bill? What's another prong that you would like to uh, address? Because obviously Ohio has a lot going on right now with the gerrymandering, with redistricting, with what's happening with reproductive rights. Just the corruption in general just seems to be swelling over and it has to hit a critical mass at some point. What's an, what was the third bill that you were uh, suggesting? I really want to address domestic violence. My aunt was murdered from domestic violence. Mm. I am a survivor myself. Um, Ohio is only one of nine states that actually even receives funding for domestic violence. And we all know it happens everywhere. It yeah. does not discriminate from race. It doesn't discriminate from your financial status or education or anything. It affects so many people. It affects men, women, mm -hmm. um, the LGBTQ community. It affects everyone, children, yeah. everything. And um, again, I mean, we can't ignore the fact that our government has been run by men, okay? Right. And so it hasn't been addressed. <laughs> yeah. And there are things and, out there that can actually help reduce or end domestic violence. Yeah, what would be um, some of those steps that you would like to see implemented? So one of the things that I want to do is um, we need to have ankle bracelets on abusers. So um, if they are, if they get a, if they violate the restraining order, they should get an ankle bracelet on them. That way um, the survivor or victim knows that they're around them. Right. And, um, yeah. We spoke so with, uh, we spoke with our friend Lenora Claire recently, mm -hmm. and uh, I don't believe it was an ankle bracelet, but she suggested an app, uh, something that would let people know when their stalker in her case is near because right now everything is retroactive a, a, a crime has to be committed before anything can they even have to occur kill them first <laughs> it, they have to kill right. them first which is so disgustingly is so sad right so yes see, this I, is the other part of the problem and talking about you know state and local government it's this guy's buddy he, you know he doesn't want to come down on his buddy you know right. what i mean mm. same thing with the police so like my um my aunt's husband, um, he knew those guys, so they didn't do anything to stop it. I mean, they wow. gave her a freaking piece of paper. Well, he walked up to her with a 12-gauge shotgun and shot her four times, and that paper didn't save her life. You know? right. mm. So, I mean, wow. but there are programs in existence that should be in every state and every county across the nation to help abusers learn how to live a different lifestyle that does not include abuse. Um, that is something that I want to incorporate. Domestic terrorism is another thing that I want to address. Violence is um, just 
too common in our world right now. It's yeah. oh, another school shooting. Oh, okay. Well, what else is on TV? You know what I mean? It's it's, it's so becoming sad. too norm. It is. It's terrible, and we can't get insensitive to these issues. Right. Um, but there are. I actually research. I did the research. I like to do the research and have an educated answer or solution to things. So. Um, with all of the rise and the domestic terrorism, I know a lot of it's happening online. Um, mm-hmm. So I want to incorporate um, cyber, or it's called social engineering cybersecurity, and to help this um, help reduce the growth of these groups online, mm-hmm. and also to have de-radicalization programs in place. So just like if you get busted with the DUI, you have to go through rehab or something, right? Mm-hmm. They need to have the same things in place for domestic terrorists. All these people, they're busting for January 6th. Those people need to be de-radicalized. Mm-hmm. In my right. opinion. Um, yeah. No one's talking about that. Sure, yeah. the FBI says they want to dismantle the groups, but if you don't fix their head, they're just going to reassemble somewhere else. So, right. I mean, right. these are the things that we need to address. And not only they're assembling on the streets, we talked about this again in the last episode with the Proud Boys, uh, the Oath Keepers, um, in the case, I believe it's Moms for Liberty who are basically right, wanting to yeah, ban books all ban over books, the place. Yeah. They are. I love that. They're for freedom, but they want to take away the freedom. <laughs> exactly. I mean, the hypocrisy is just so transparent. It's like, who doesn't see this? But they're not just being organized on the streets. They're not just being organized online. They're also not being organized in legislators, all in legislative bodies all over the country. Mm-hmm. And I think that is something that is so important right. to, for people to remember. They are, to their credit, Showing up at PTA meetings. Mm-hmm. They're showing up at these events. Show up at the polls. They're showing up at the polls. And that's why uh, people like you, Tammy Wilson, again, Tammy Wilson, running for Ohio's fourth against Jim Jordan, TammyWilson.com. If you'd like to read more of her platform and donate. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Why is it so important to offset what they're doing with rational, common sense, pro-people policies? Because they are not going anywhere until they're defeated and until there's another. And then they're not going to be fully shown as the hypocrites that they are until there's another option that actually sheds light on the issues we're facing and how they can actually be solved. Right now, they are loudest in the room, mm-hmm. and people don't see another option, even though it exists in people like yourself. Yeah. Um, this is where it. I think it's vital that we um, get the internet under control. That's how these people, are, mm. their groups are growing. So, I mean, how many uh, notifications do you get? Oh, hey, since you like this, you like this. Right. Well, the algorithms um, are really the disgusting. Algorithms. They really are. And, it, and, and it's horrible because I know uh, for myself, my brain, it was pretty solidified by the time all this crap rolled around. I was, you know, already in my 30s, 2008, the smartphone came around making right. us dumber, which is so ironic in social media, making us more antisocial than ever. <laughs> but I just remember my algorithm on Instagram was all like Charlie Kirk and all this white douchebag mm-hmm. shit and all these morons like Ben Shapiro. And I was like, I'm straight and I'm white from Wisconsin. It doesn't doesn't mean I like this crap, but I already had my ideas pretty well instilled uh, through, you know, just my own common sense thoughts and my own research with my political science education. Wait a but minute. A, you have your own brain. I know. But sadly, <laughs> but it is crazy because you wonder when the the kids, the kids, mm-hmm. uh, when they are get, being fed the algorithm so mm, young. Right. You know, it seems like the tail is wagging the dog. I and know. It just yeah. again. When you frack and crack people psychologically, then you can monetize that very easily. And I think that's what they're doing. How? Yeah. I guess the question then is, like, how do we hold these corporations, 
the Zuckerbergs of the world, the Bezoses of the world, um, Twitters, how do we hold them accountable for what they're doing? The same way I think we should hold gun manufacturers accountable uh, for the violence that their product creates, the same way we need to hold the Sackler family accountable Absolutely. for OxyContin, the same way we need to hold, you know, OSU administration accountable. Accountability. How do you do it? Fox News. Account- I mean, all of them, all of them you know, yeah. every one of them. I had some MSNBC friends who during the pandemic stayed at home, gained 150 pounds. I gained 150 pounds, too, but I, I, I did leave my home. Um, but <laughs> they just they just consumed Uber Eats and consumed fear media. CNN, oh. it's fear media. All of them are controlled by the same corporations. I mean, Raytheon advertises on CNN right after they talk about Ukraine. I mean, it right. is disgusting. So yeah. how do we how do we control or how do we address these uh, concerns again without diminishing First Amendment rights, freedom mm-hmm. of speech and things of that nature? Well, I think that there's many things that we can do. Um, one thing is to have a huge flashing banner on Fox News. It's not news. <laughs> yeah. You know, having some kind of disclaimer or something I think would be helpful. But um, well, you mentioned something earlier in 1996. That was when they got rid of the fairness. It basically was a yeah. doctrine, uh, right, a doctrine right. that was like you got one presidential candidate on, you got to have another one. And of right. course, as we saw in 2016, when CNN had Donald Trump on 20 times more than any other candidate for ratings, they knew exactly what they were doing. And one right. of the That's things what that they're that- doing to me with Jim Jordan, and it pisses me off. I'm not joking. That jerk is on the news every single freaking day. I right. send them press releases. They say everything in my press release, but they never have me on and they never Ugh. quote me. They don't give me credit for anything. And I'm just like, okay, you're not doing this country any favors. No, they're complicit, so, right? Oh, because, just, you know, at, at the terrible. end of the day, a politician that they don't like is easier to talk about because we live in this uh, world of disfavorables mm-hmm. be more powerful than favorables, right? That, that goes back to, you know, years ago, um, Travis, I used to work at Channel 10. Um, I was a consultant on there several times and they're like, Hey, you know, we do want to work here. So I worked there for a while, but it was just so depressing because all it is is depressing news. I couldn't handle it. I had to leave because it was just so negative all the time. So here I am, like, you know, I would have, I would, I kept up your internet news, um, uh, website. And so I would have to put these stories on there. And it was just so sad. I would like write down their phone number and call them. Hey, you know, are you okay? <laughs> oh, it was, I just, but that goes back to, I think we need to have a fundamental shift in our country in terms of what's important. And I know that's not something that people want to talk about, but if you really want to talk about healing the soul of the nation, then we let's have that conversation. Let's talk about the crap that you're putting on TV. Why can't you have equal representation of positive stuff and the fires? You know, I mean, there should be some balance there because there's just so much negative energy. There's just so much negativity and fear that that's what you mentioned earlier. I'm sorry, I have to comment about this, but people are easier to manipulate and control if you get them scared. And so mm-hmm. a lot of that has to do, that's how Trump was able to, you know, infiltrate, um, you know, these people because, and they're keeping it up, you know, oh, they're going to take your guns away. Okay. I, it is 2022. How many times, how many houses have you seen raided and they take their guns away? They mm. don't do that unless you have a restraining order. <laughs> so, but still, it's something that they always say. And so, um, I think having to, having to report honesty, I think, is important. They used to not have all the lies that they have. Now you can just make up anything and say it. It doesn't matter. So... Well, and of course, once you say something, we kind of do a, a bit in our live show about Jane Goodall, um, mm-hmm. which is a, it's just a funny little joke about what has she been doing with these gorillas. Right. But anyway, mm-hmm. it, the point of the joke is if you just accuse somebody of something, then that person, uh, it reminds me of, uh, was it Christine O'Donnell? She had, was it O'Donnell? She came out and she said, uh, somebody accused her of being a witch. And then right. she had a campaign ad. And she said, oh, right. I am not a witch. Oh, right. But now you hear the ad and you're like, I think this chick's a witch. So all you have to do is just slander somebody. They address the slander and then everyone will be like, 
Well, I don't know. I never had to say I wasn't a witch before. And I think that is just American politic right now. And it's so disgusting. And everyone is just tearing each other down as opposed to building each other up. And you're right. The trickle down, I think, is neighbors hating neighbors, people being upset that uh, if anything good happens to somebody else that didn't happen to them, they're just livid with it. And I I, it starts yeah. it starts at the highest offices in the land, which is, again, the House of Representatives, the Senate and the White House. I say this all the time. I'm like, in no thought leader book ever does it say um, degrade everyone and mm. um, insult everyone and just try to divide everyone. To No book says that. And right, I'm just right. like, how can people revere a guy that does that? I think he's so great. And it's like someone who is misogynistic, a xenophobic, a homo. I mean, just all the things. Right. And right. I just. I, and then you have. And then you have his lackeys like Jim Jordan standing up for him. Again, Jim Jordan, a man who hides behind a cross and pretends to be pious and God's, you know, you know, golden child. When in reality, if you look at who he actually is, you know, he's doing all of that to build up a wall to hide all of the BS and all of the horrible things that he believes and stands for. You're, you're the um, single mother of a son, you said. Uh, how do you tell him right now as men? We're sort of going through a crisis, and what is what does it mean to be a man? You have Josh Hawley writing a book on masculinity. Right. You have Lindsey Graham, who is telling us what women should do and how to do and how to be a man the best way possible. <laughs> and of course, Donald Trump. And my perspective is, being a man means that you're cool, you're nice, uh, you're caring, uh, you do your best to take care of people, and then obviously you're allowed to scream too loud on Sundays. But what do you tell your son? When when he hears things that Donald Trump says, because one of the things that was so surprising during the Trump era that we are sort of in the hangover of is the youth wearing those damn red right, hats. Loving it. You see the kids and you realize because he talks like Eric Carbon. So if you're 14, <laughs> oh you're God. just like, he talks like me. But it's like, we're not running for student council. Also, he wouldn't be allowed to run for student council. Right. He would be in the principal's office. <laughs> um, what do you tell your son to, I don't know, just try to. Let him know what being a good man is. It doesn't mean you're weak. It means that that's strong to be those things. Um, I love this question. Um, so part of the transformation I think we need to do as a country is to teach our kids uh, financial literacy, yes. um, healthy communication, conflict resolution, time management, and mental and emotional fitness. Mm. Suicide is at an all-time high right now with our mm -hmm. youth. So yes. teaching them and how speaking to deal with feelings. Um, uh, kind of underreported, but men commit the most amount of suicide. It's actually astronomically right, higher. Right. And no one talks about it. Right. And it's always a gun to the head, right? Yeah. Most of the time. Um, yeah. So with my son, you have to start early. This is why I said that first. Um, you have to start early. And so I am just so lucky that um, I'm going to gush you ass. So you're <laughs> I just love my kids so much. I love being a mom. I wish I had more kids, but he's just a good person. When he was 10 years old, he won an iPad and he gave it to his friend. Yeah. A 10 year old, do you know, would do something like, I don't know, you know what I mean? But my kid did that. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. You know, but um, when he hears stuff, so his father and I are not together. And his father is a, a is more of a um a, a red. He's more of a Trump supporter, and I yeah. am the complete opposite. So my son hears both both extremes, right? And so he's seventeen, and so he hears one narrative at his dad's house, and then he hears the other one from my house. So I just I always put it to him like, "What do you think is right?" Mm -hmm. You know, how do you think that would make you? And he knows, luckily, he knows right from wrong. And he knows that you don't. And I've always taught him to look out for the weaker kid, to stick up for mm -hmm. the other kid, to be nice to the kid that's eating alone and go eat with them. And yeah. I have raised him to be that way on purpose. And so thank God it's still translating. And I've taught him to open doors. So when we go out in public, my son will open the door for me. He knows to do that. Aww. I don't have to. I know it's so great. <laughs> I'm just like, you're going to be such a good husband someday. <laughs> yeah. And um, and we talk all the time. And with me being a life coach, you know, he's heard me coaching people. And so he knows to he knows critical thinking. 
Um, mm. He knows how to think for himself, come up with his own, you know, opinion about things. And he doesn't I will always agree with me. He'll challenge me as kids do on, you know, well, what about this and what about that? Right. And sometimes he'll play devil's advocate with me. And sometimes he just likes to screw with me and just be a pain in the butt just because he can. And, right. um, and we go back and forth, but, um, Luckily, he knows right from wrong. And when he sees the crazy stuff that Trump does, he goes, I'm not surprised. And he just rolls his eyes and shakes his head. And right. You know, it's it's interesting, not surprised. I think that's the reaction from around the country in many ways. And I and I think we also still need to be a little surprised. Because mm. uh, yeah. it is all getting so sensitized. <laughs> right. To the point. The, yes, I and know. Then, I agree. And, and just, you know, thank you so much again, Tammy Wilson, running for Ohio's fourth against Jim Jordan. When it comes to somebody like Jim Jordan, if you had a chance to, is there a debate planned or is this? Oh, not, he won't debate me. He won't debate you. Oh, <laughs> of course he won't. No, he's, he a, he's a manly man. He, he can't do it. He won't do it. He will not do it. Um, he, uh, they, okay, so this is the funny thing. So okay. the organizer, um, I didn't know he was trying to get a hold of me, so I never got back to him because I never got the email or whatever. And um, he was complaining about me not getting back to him. So when I heard that, I, I was able, I got his number and called him. Well, then Jim Jordan was giving him the runaround. He wasn't answering or anything. And I was like, well, are you complaining about him? Like you complained about me? And I'm mm. like, I'm all for it. Let's go. And right. um, he won't do it. And I know that he won't do it because... I will call his ass to the carpet about OSU, mm. about January 6th, about mm-hmm. his crap ass voting record. He doesn't do anything to help anyone. It's like, what are you doing there? Because you mm. don't do anything. I'm like, I'm just curious. What do you do all day? And right. he's not, he tweets. he's not campaigning against me. He doesn't right. recognize me. He doesn't acknowledge me. I hammer him on Twitter every day. He doesn't acknowledge anything I say. And I just, I think it's kind of funny. And so um, he doesn't feel he needs to, which um, I think that's a huge mistake, but I'm fine with it because that's how I'll beat him. And so I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's going to be a really exciting race to watch. And I know it's an uphill I know. battle. It's like, why doesn't the country see how exciting this race is? I am literally taking down the devil the guy who could become Speaker of the House, who has right. done all of these horrible things, you would think the country would rally behind that. But mm-hmm. um, I just haven't gotten any, you know, traction, any publicity, really. But um, it's a real exciting race. I'm telling people hate him. People love to hate him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. It's the weirdest thing. But I mean, do you think can- it's the devil, you know, is that the problem? Why it's so difficult to get rid of some of these incumbents? And obviously in Ohio, with the way that they gerrymander and redistrict it, it again makes it almost impossible mm. to get these people out of there. I mean, there has to be. Thank you for providing an option. We are. We right. always mm-hmm. tell our audience to run for office, win, lose, or draw. Provide an option, mm-hmm. and I'm sure as people hear that there's more than one person running, that is Jim Jordan. They must be thrilled to see yeah. that you're knocking at their door. Yeah, that is right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And you got to keep in mind your track record too. I mean, like we said, uh, what what um, Tammy was referencing earlier about the new counties in the district and how she thought she was running against that was all the redistricting gerrymandering shenanigans done by the Ohio the minute. absolutely done by the Ohio Republican Party. So it was all engineered, and they they think they're giving Jim Jordan an even more weirdly drawn favorable district for him. But that's why Tammy's so impressive. She beat her Democratic. Challenger in the primary who had a million dollars with just five thousand dollars. She did it by knocking on doors, Mm -hmm. uh, feet on the ground, going around. Basically, I did not knock doors. I have to tell you, I did knock doors. I was on social media. Okay, Mm -hmm. even better, even easier. Well done. You (laughs) saved your feet and your knuckles for that matter. Um, But but that's what's so impressive again about Tammy. You know, this is a Tammy versus Goliath story. Uh, Most of the district is new. They've Jim Jordan has never been on their ballot before. And I know the counties Tammy is referencing Delaware County, Ashland County. You're you're naming those. Those are Republican counties, but they're they're the type of Republicans would go for a hardworking blue dog business owner, single mom candidate like Tammy. So, Tammy, I'm I'm so proud of you and we are wishing you all the best. Yeah, please go support her. 
Give jacketless Jim Jordan a new jacket. It should be a straight jacket. That's where he belongs. <laughs> there That's you right. go. All right, Tammy, one last pitch to the people. What do you got? What are you going to say to the people there? Why vote for you, Tammy Wilson? I would like everyone across the nation to support this campaign. This is a winnable race. I can beat this guy. I just need a little support from everyone. Um, I am really excited to just go to D.C. and, um, and get the ball rolling and really help people. I care about people. I know there are so many people suffering mm-hmm. um, and I am the solutions girl. I'm the get it done girl. So I already have like a list of things that I want to do and um, I'm really anxious to really go and get things done. So I'm like, you know who, who hasn't done anything. Um, I do listen to people and I am ready to work for them. So yeah. Tammy Wilson, check her out. TammyWilson.com. There's so much more to discuss, uh, but perhaps you can come on the show a little bit later on and discuss all the other things happening in this country. And again, we're just proud of you for throwing your hat in the ring for uh, beating a million dollar campaign with just $5,000. If that doesn't look I like a good. I don't even have 5000 <laughs> That's, That's awesome. rounding up. That's rounding up. That's <laughs> awesome. And, uh, you know, that is one nice thing about the small D democratization that that can be a positive when it comes to the internet and social media. You don't need to have, you know, the big, uh, you don't have to have Peter Thiel sponsor uh, (laughs) your campaign and fund your campaign. Uh, And of course, now that means you're not beholden to anybody, but the people. Uh, Yes, I know that's so important. That's the other thing he voted against, you know, um, election laws, of course. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Yeah, no, he seems to be voting against everything that he's guilty of. Everything. Everything. Yeah. Right, right. And, you know, he even has the gall to say, oh, I voted no against that because that would make the Democrats look too good or they would benefit too much. He actually right. says stuff uh, like that. It's and disgusting. There are people that are like, don't have food for dinner. What are you talking mm-hmm. about? We were you know? talking about this on last episode also, just this whole like Ron DeSantis, you know, mm-hmm. just shipping migrants for political stunts. Everyone's just using gotcha moments everyone's trying to own the libs own the republic whatever this own bullshit is just take care of the people and um i think that message is going to resonate because people feel like they're totally being screwed and not listened to because they're being screwed and not listened to yeah exactly right awesome tammy wilson thank you so much for being on the show oh i just had so much fun thank you so much i appreciate all of you thank you for letting me come on travis you're amazing thank you so much for hooking me up with this it's great Thank you, Thank Tammy. Thank you, Tammy. Thank you, guys. All right, everyone. Oh, wow. That was so good. Yeah, <laughs> she was great. She was very, uh, she was a human being. Yes. Right? Which yes. was really, really refreshing. Well, I, and she's a life coach. I mean, how many people in Congress right now could really use a life coach just to be a better person and then also a better Congress person? I suppose so. Absolutely. Bring a little humanity uh, to Washington. Because, again, Jim Jordan he is a special kind of shitty politician. <laughs> exactly. Corrupt, evil. Oh, no, they're all like that. Corrupt, <laughs> evil, ineffective, active liar, only wins because he doesn't have an opponent to run against right. or they gerrymandered it to the point where it is basically a uh, a uh, guaranteed victory. I mean, the man is a coward in every sense of the word. So, yes, Tammy Wilson. Go to TammyWilson.com. Learn a little bit more about her. Um, without a doubt, she's better than Jim Jordan. Oh, I so love it. Oh in, in a binary yes. race, from a human perspective, from a political perspective, I thought she had some good ideas when it comes to law mm-hmm, enforcement, mm-hmm. tracking. It reminded me of the Catholic Church, the way they would just shift priests around. Oh, right. And right. now it's law enforcement officers who have, a, as she called it, a rap sheet, which is exactly what it is. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, discussing uh, all of the other things that she wants. So when it comes to immigration, which is obviously something that is just um, so disgustingly discussed in this country right now. What I loved about Tammy is that um, she's not a radical liberal like me. She's more conservative. You could tell she's, you know, she's a little bit more God fearing than me. And we need that. In Ohio's fourth district. I mean, you you need to represent the people of your district and absolutely correct. And she doesn't just represent the people of her district. She represents a lot of people in this country that are, you know, Mm -hmm. that that aren't in California, that aren't in New York, that have a more moderate mentality. And that's what we need. We don't need some crazy uh, Christian nationalist. We need someone moderate. But that's okay. It's okay to be conservative if you're smart conservative. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Right. Well, and she's a working class person. And, you know, that's why I liked her story about talking to the, the old Republican man in the diner. You know, if you do, and Ben, I remember you doing this in your campaign, too. If you just sit down and talk to people, you find out they're a heck of a lot like you. And we all want the same thing. So, yeah, she's already just by running, doing more for the district than Jim Jordan ever has. So yep. let's get that guy out of there and get, get Tammy Wilson into Congress this year. I agree. Go to TammyWilson.com. That's T-A-M-I-E Wilson.com and uh, check out her platform. If it entices you and you live in Ohio's 4th District, please go and support her because she is exactly what we talk about. A single mother who got screwed over by COVID policies Mm -hmm. as the corporations took all the loans and didn't give them to their employees. And people like Jim Jordan does not support her. And if he doesn't support her, he doesn't support anyone like her. Exactly. Because we're all living in the same damn world. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening. Hope you're doing well out there. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. When booking with other vacation rental apps sounds like this. This place doesn't look like the pictures. Ah, Is there a door behind all those spiders? It's time to try one that sounds more like a vacation. Ah. This is perfect. Relax, you booked a Verbo.